Hello, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show. I'm Ron. I'm PJ. I'm Scott. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You were holding an invisible guitar for no reason. <laughs> Scratch my arm. No, he's on a you bar like stool. This. He's on a bar stool. <laughs> he can't help himself. He doesn't I'm know. Sorry, that, uh, I'm Ron, sorry. I'm sorry. Ron, play the theme tune. It's a purely visual joke that nobody's claimed. But he's just playing the I'm theme sorry, tune there now. I, I mean, we all heard him. He has a guitar. I'm he did so that live. I'm so sorry. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's amazing. So we're back for the third episode. <laughs> and as you can see, things have improved immeasurably. Yeah, we've got a time. We've got a countdown timer now. Oh shit! It's an hour. It's an hour. It's hours up. We've been stop. talking for an hour and thirty-eight minutes. Yes. Um, we have a countdown timer. We have a new location. I, do, I wouldn't have mentioned the countdown time. I mean, these are insistent on giving away any secrets that we have behind it. We should just live cast the whole thing. I, I thought the countdown timer was more interesting that we're in a new location. Yeah, I mean, both of them are visual reference. Why, this episode is full of visual references so far that nobody is going to understand. I've never really saw the podcast as theatre of the mind, but really, <laughs> I think that's what we're pushing towards. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So have you imagine, written anything? Uh, you haven't written anything? No, I haven't no, written no, Imagine, no. listener, if you will, that we are in a rear garage man cave. <laughs> That's not a sexual innuendo. It is. <laughs> we're in Scott's rear garage man cave. So this is where Scott it's has been It's dark allowed. in here. Hand me that torch, Ron. This is where Scott has been permitted to stash all of his swag. So it is a burgundy room. Yes. It has a... To- a an optimistic fan. It has, it has, on it has a rail going around the top of the room. A dado rail. Yeah, it would be a dad- picture picture rail, I think. Is, okay, it's is. got action figures around the top. There's a bookcase filled with comics and uh, some action figures again looking out at us. Ooh. There's another shelf with uh, some a Lego picture. and um, King of the Hill figures and... A Jaws figure. And for some reason, there's one of those machines that does your hair. Is that no? That's a lamp. That's a big yeah. lamp. That's Inside a big me, lamp. There's a glass cabinet with the Batman the animated series figures. The in cheap it. ones. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the cheap Simpsons ones. Simpsons Lego house. So yeah, we're in a, basically the room of a very sad man. Yeah. <laughs> True story. I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I would like a room like this with a lovely L-shaped cushion. That's really cool. It is. So it's anyway, nice. Scott is reclining on the psychiatrist couch here. I'm on the chaise lounge. Chaise lounge. Yeah. Okay. So what do we have to talk about this week? <laughs> uh, you know, and here ends the theatre of the mind. The deal is that if you do the uh, Hello, you're well, listening to the Sunnyside uh, podcast show, you get to steer the whole ship all the way through. I have nothing in my hand to tell me what's going on now. So Scott, Scott helpfully drew up an agenda well, look, this week. Here, right, okay, I'm, we're going, instantly going off that agenda because I went to buy an iPad Pro uh if you're listening to this when it's out, it'll be Friday, which means it would have been about a week ago, but it was actually this morning. Uh, and uh, I went to buy an iPad Pro, which apparently it's impossible to do. Apple don't want to sell you anything. You go into the App Store or the App Shop and the Apple App, what's it called? The, the Apple, Apple Store. Apple, the Apple, Apple Store, Store, the Apple Store. And there's like all, it's like the, it's, it's like the waiting room uh, uh, in in um, Tim Burton's Beetlejuice film. There's, people are just standing there, not sure what's happening. They're all milling around a bit. And then three or four little spotty youths with their half a beard and their super skinny tight jeans with no socks on and their baseball caps back to front doing gang signs and <laughs> shouting and going, oh, you're number three, you're number four, you're number nine, you're Give number ten. numbers? Yeah, yeah. It's a queuing system. It's like the but prisoner. But it's not. Yeah. It's exactly it. They come up and go, what's your name? And then they start calling you by your first name. I mean, normally I'm okay with that, but it's like, Paul, we'll get you. Paul, we'll do the Paul. Going, you don't know me. You don't. You have no spent no time with me whatsoever. Please address me as Mr. Holden. Thank <laughs> yeah, you very that's much. what I want. That's what that's what I'm here for. I don't mind. Like the thing is, I don't mind uh, someone coming up and saying, I know, I know, because I used to work in retail a long time ago, and I I know there's a kind of awkward, bumbly. God, what was customers. that like? <laughs> what, what <laughs> I, I was really good at it. You'd, you'd go up to a customer and say, hi, sorry, can I help you? Are you okay? Blah, blah. But there was a kind of system in place. And you, you saw someone coming to the shop. You knew they were the first one you'd go to. And then you'd talk to someone. And you were with someone then. And if someone new comes in, they'd say, 
oh, they're all with people, but they're not anymore. They're freaking walking around like ghosts, trying to kind of go up to you and go, you're number four. And so I got a, I didn't know who to talk to. That's the first thing. You don't know who to talk to. Everyone's standing around. Nobody knows who to talk to. And then somebody comes up to you and, and they're, they're going, yes, you're number 15. There'll be a two minute and you'll be here for whatever. And I went, sorry, how do I queue? I mean, how do I queue? That's what I had to ask. How do you queue in the Apple store? I well, unfortunately <laughs> I'm still stuck on the no socks thing. <laughs> yeah, why no socks? Yeah, can I, they I not, can't, you'd think Apple can, staff would be able to afford socks. But I can't, no socks. Uh, it's all, it's a very they're of a type. They're of a type of person. Uh, yeah. They're all too young. They're all uh anyway, it's horrible. And anyway, and then they go right, okay, Paul, we'll put you to your number five, and then they disappear again. And you're like, Well, I want to spend a thousand well, points call, here. Who's calling the numbers? No one, no, there's no call for it. Like, so you there's know not like go, a little doctor. Do you know when you go to a butcher's, right? And you go to yeah, a butcher's and there's a number, the tag, you take yeah. a number and you walk along and you're cute. And that's a beautiful little city. You go to a restaurant, you walk straight in, they go, oh yes, sorry, we'll get you a seat in a minute. You just sit down there and you think, this is great, this is how it should be. You go into the Apple store. Hold on, what butchers are you going to that has seats? No, no, not that. I'm saying the butcher's has a number, says you lift the number, yeah. you wait for your number to be called, you stand. You go to a restaurant, you, there's a single yeah. point where you walk up to and they go, yeah, you're going to be, you know, be a table in five yeah. minutes you go to Cosmo and they, you go downstairs and they, you say I don't want a seat for four and I go if you sit there we'll get you a seat in ten minutes the Apple store is like I don't even know who. Wh- where do you get the numbers from what, what do you how you're just standing either you're standing there with people yeah because I imagine Apple aren't the, pe- aren't the type of people who have a little paper they, tag dispenser they don't want to sell so they you anything don't, it, <laughs> they don't want to sell you anything they would rather you went online and bought it somehow. And so I got a number. But I thought, can you not just walk in and scan it, the barcode with your phone and pay you can, on the app and oh, just walk out of the shop with it? You can't do that with anything that's got a serial number. Oh, no, 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 you can't. And here's oh, why. So you, uh, here's why. Because oh. the moment you do, I said, well, look, uh, I says, I, I could just buy it online and then pick it up. And she went, yes, you'd need a photo ID for that. I'd go... Who, who carries a photo ID? If I've paid for it, and I'm like, if I stand here and I pay for it, I'm literally stood beside <laughs> you and I pay for it, and I go, there's my receipt. And you go, yes, can I see your passport? What the fuck is that? What is that about? The other thing as well, I don't want to stop you on the socks thing, but another thing is, I wanted to trade in my old iPad. So okay. we were driving home, right? We were driving home, and uh, what do you call it? Curries, we're passing by Curries. And I had looked up previously that Curries were selling the iPad. It's the iPad Pro, 12.9 inch. It's top, you know, 256 gig. And it's 50 quid cheaper in Curries than it is in the Apple store. It's, you know, it's, okay. a, good, it's a good price. Nine, or it's eight, six, nine or whatever it is, as opposed to 9.15 or whatever. Um, I thought, well, I'll buy it from there. And then I also looked up and it said, if you leave in your exchange your old iPad Pro, you'll get 300 quid off it. I thought, well, that's a good deal too. So I'll go to the Apple store. And they went, yes, you can exchange it if you've got photo ID. I went, but I've got it. <laughs> I've got the I- It's here. And I'm going to buy another one straight off you with my Apple <coughs> password. I've got my phone. I've got my card, which I'm going to pay with. So why do you need my photo ID? I am very them. confused. In case you thief the iPad. But if I pay 700 quid, who cares if I thief the old iPad? Well, the I mean, police might gonna, have something you, to say but about you're it. Not, I mean, what kind of crime is that? I've stolen an old iPad. I think it's called receiving stolen goods. <laughs> yeah. Because you're getting 300 quid off the new iPad. Yeah, but that's that's what, not... That's, but you're, pay, you're still paying 700. If I was going to thieve something, I'd steal a new iPad. <laughs> it, does, it just doesn't... Doesn't make any sense. I mean, Scott. It well, makes that no sense. bit that bit does. Everything else anyway, doesn't. Anyway, Everything else I waited and waited and waited. The, the guy came up to me. He said, "Paul, we're going to get you sorted." I said, "I just want to buy. I know exactly what I want to buy. I'm not. I'm not. I don't need you to convince me to buy it. I don't need anyone to explain here the different options. I know exactly what I want to buy." He goes, "What is that? It's 256 gig, uh, 12.9 space gray." And he went, "Okay, we'll sort you out." straight away I went alright that's great so they went away and he said you just stand there and we'll get this sorted out and I was sitting there standing there going this is not I have spent I mean you should see my Twitter I was I was making up absurdist poetry I, I was yeah, little throwaway lines of anyway you know it was, it was all about uh, you know the ghostly people walking past it was like an episode do you know do you know exactly what it was like? it was like sapphire and steel had been updated and instead of being set in an old ghostly world war one train station it was in the fucking apple store that's what it was like patience <laughs> not one of your virtues really is it <laughs> i was there for about 20 minutes 
waiting. Is it because... They say it's to spend £900. I walked in with £900 and went, I want to spend £900. And they went, yeah, we'll be with you in about 15 minutes. Fuck off, I want to spend £900. Let me spend my money. And anyway, the guy walked up and he said, uh, here we go, we've got it. Actually, what happened first of all, he says, do you know what you want? I went, yes, it's this, blah, blah, blah. And I said... I'm probably the best customer you'll ever meet because all I wanted to do was give you my money. That, that's all I wanted to do. So he came back with the iPad and he went, there it is. And I went, hang on a second. He says, yeah, sure, you do whatever you're doing. I went, just check on the Curry's website. I went, do you know what? It's 50 quid cheaper on Curry's. I'll not bother. So I left. <laughs> Drove the Curry's. But it, got the curries, walked in, and I said, hello, I'd like to spend £900 on an iPad, please. And he went, certainly, which one, do you know which one you want? I went, yes, do you see the Space Grey one, 256? And that, he says, right, that's the model number. I'm pointing to the one on display. And he, and he looks at the model number. He says, I'll be back in a second. And he disappears and he comes back. We don't have that. I went, what, well, the white one now. I don't care, the white one. He goes away, he comes back, says, we don't have that. I says, says, <laughs> The, the gold one he goes, he goes I already checked we don't have that <laughs> why didn't he just say when he came back we don't have any iPads just to just, I see where this is going he says, iPads we have none Apple phone to hand he says, he says I'll just check the numbers he went away he says there's one up in Coleraine Coleraine's a fucking hour away I went he says he says we we could get one ordered up for you. It'll be five days. I went. I can order one myself online. It'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> Furious. Have you heard of Amazon? <laughs> I went home, and my wife goes, "You're always coming up with these crazy ideas. You don't need an iPad Pro." Wanted one on one. Three days to the tax day. <laughs> but what I don't understand is, you said it's fifty pounds cheaper in Curry's. I'll go there. It's £300 cheaper in the Apple store. Only if you could trade in, which I yeah. couldn't because I didn't have my driving license or passport. I didn't yeah, have my driving license. Or, but then I thought, you know, I'll just go, I'll throw it, I'll get it more expensively and I'll go into CEX and they'll take my iPad, my old iPad. I mean, I'll give, give you three, I'll give you £300 for your iPad. All right, done. Uh, they'll give me 300 quid cash in CEX and, and I thought, well, that's, that's a done deal and that doesn't matter. And then I thought, well, then why am I even bothering buying it from the Apple store if I could get it 50 quid cheaper in Curry's? And so I thought, it's only up the road. I'll drive up. It's fucking an hour away. I have to go to Korean. I'm furious. I am furious. I'm not right. Let me tell you about the fucking bookcase I wanted to buy. Hold on. Before you finish. I'm uh, before so you move angry. On, before, you, before you move on to the bookcase. I'm so angry. Have you done... I just wanted an iPad Pro. I didn't even need an iPad Pro. I've got an iPad Pro. Have you done what I do? And this is, this is something I do a lot. Masturbate. Well... Have you seen my sex dungeon? <laughs> it's, the, it's the burgundy room. Yeah. Um, I get myself it, worked up. If you're only I get myself all worked up to buy back something. Back to masturbation. Yeah. To buy something. And I go to the shop and I spend maybe some time, 15 minutes, whatever, looking at it. And then I decide, oh, no, I'm not going to buy it now. And now that you went home, are you just not going to buy the new iPad? Uh, right there there is if i buy it this side of the sixth uh -huh. it's on this tax year and that makes a bit of a difference not okay. a huge difference it makes a bit of a difference so if, I, if i'm going to buy it at all i'd be better buying it now rather than nine months down the line sure uh and the reason i want it the reason i wanted it is because um the screen's supposed to be better supposed to be a bit faster it's not supposed to be that much different yeah. really uh there's a lot of things that are not quite you know that you know I mean, I'd rather it was two versions up rather than one sure. version up. But, but they've literally... Um, they, I mean, I missed that there was an Apple event last week or the yeah, week before. Yeah, yeah, that was... Did this... They no, no, this, one, no, this no. one came out in October or so. Okay, yeah. so they didn't announce a new iPad at that. No, no, no. So the next new one isn't going to no, be until just, October, probably. No, this is just probably. me going, do you know what? I want a new iPad. But well, this, I mean, but buying things at the end, end of the tax year for a self-employed person, yeah, yeah. that, that is... Yeah, that's a smart way to do it. But the... I mean... Part of it is that um, I had spent, uh, I kind of went, I'm going to go to New York. New York Comic Con's coming up in October. And I thought, well, I'll go online. I've been talking to a friend of mine, Rob Williams, about going to New York. And I and I booked flights to New York, sort of October from Dublin. 300 quid. Oh, that's great. Yeah, 300 quid. I thought, ooh, I was expecting that to be way more expensive. And I thought, well, that means I've got a little bit of money. And then, my, so you know I've been doing my room. I've been trying for about three months to tidy up my room. We did, we did a whole piece on it in one of the last yeah, episodes. It's utterly impossible. I, I just, my brain, 
just it's like the chaos of the room now resembles the chaos of my head. And I, I yeah, cannot... I was just about that. I thought you were. I thought you were going to say the chaos of my head, and I thought, yeah, that sounds about right. The wrong host is on yeah. the couch. <laughs> yeah, do you want to sit on the chaise lounge? I, I just, I, I just thought, you know what? Let's just start throwing. Because the thing is, I've amassed all this mismatch of furniture, put stuff in it, and then just building and, and building. And it's like building on shifting sands. It's kind of, it's not good. So I thought, I'll start throwing stuff out. And I'll throw, start by throwing out the furniture rather than the things on the furniture. I'll throw out the cupboards and all. So I'm trying to, I mean, really it all boils down to me going, I want a square area of space that I can wear a VR helmet in. <laughs> that, took, that took a turn. <laughs> I mean, that was the original or initial thought about a year and a half ago. And I'm thinking, I, there's no room to have a little VR headspace I just had this here. image of PJ as like Weapon X standing in his underwear, slashing around. I read that last night. I've never read Weapon X and I read it last night. It's really good. Okay. So. <laughs> I thought, like, from all of your Twitter posts and from talking to you, I thought... Do you know what? My studio is a bit of a mess. It's my creative space. I need to get it laid out. I need somewhere that is conducive to work. Before we started recording, you were just telling me about how you like to have silence whenever you're working. You yeah, can't have any noise. Absolute silence. There's a faint buzzing in, in my room here that PJ was, no, I couldn't have that. I couldn't worry. You, you're doing this because you want a square of space where you can put on a VR helmet? That's not what I've told my wife, but yes. Obviously. Well, no, yeah, look, I, I honestly think that at some point um, having uh, an augmented reality studio is going to be better than having a studio. <laughs> look at it. What is wrong with that? That's a, what do you mean? That's forward thinking. Do you mean like a do VR mean, studio? So do like, you mean a studio really? where you can, that it, when your real studio is a complete mess, you can put on the helmet <laughs> yes. and be in a clean studio? Yes. Clean your studio. And just do your drawing in VR. <laughs> No, I mean like like right. Picture this, right? Picture this. My you know my room is about maybe a little smaller than this. Could you do this podcast in VR? (laughs) Could I be at home right now? My my studio space is a little about the same size as studio space we're in now, but yours is better organized than my studio space because I've got two big tables in there. What I want is like uh, to be able to wear some sort of glasses. You're wearing glasses now. Shut up. The, and and for the like the studio walls to vanish and suddenly I'm on top of Everest or suddenly I'm you know do you know what I mean? Can like, I interest you not... in LSD? <laughs> Why are you holding your mouth? Stopping you from talking? Go and talk. Say what it is. I on don't your mind. understand. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> your studio is not preventing you from putting on a VR. PJ wants to and be it on top of Everest. PJ wants to work in a Red Hot Chili Peppers music video from the late nineties. He wants to basically <laughs> just go into this wondrous room that becomes a jungle. Look, you you are not a visionary. What That's a, your problem. A... You're the height of your vision is to go. Oh yeah, maroon walls. That'll do. I am thinking bigger. <laughs> You're not though. <laughs> you want to see bigger in your goggles. Listen, have you not? I mean, I've been very excited about the VR, AR stuff that's been no, happening. No, it makes me feel sick. Yeah, but that's that's a visual thing. That's that's time will uh, fix I'm, that. I'm, time I'm, will I'm, fix that. I'm, uh, I'm, the visual VR will clear that right up. Well, do, well, nah, no, but I'm like you. Uh, you know, ten years ago, if we talked about electric cars, you'd have gone. But you're driving one now. Yeah, but it doesn't make me feel sick. Well. <laughs> <laughs> You're you and I'm me. We have different perspectives on things. What I don't understand is the size of the room that you're in. Once you put the goggles on, doesn't make any doesn't have any impact on what you can see. Yes, but I can can... see my family, and I don't want to anymore. (laughs) Once you put the goggles on, you can't see them already. I'm I'm only joking. I'm only joking if you're listening. Once Uh, you put the goggles on, you can't see your family. Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about augmented reality, not actual virtual reality. Right. The difference is augmented reality. Adds to the reality that you're seeing. So I'm, t- I'm explaining this to listeners as yeah. much as you. Uh, so, for example, you can, you know, you, I mean, the, the the joke applications that are not out there now for for iPhones or things like you see little dinosaurs in your desk and yeah, and you can see all these cool little things. But the the bigger picture and the picture that app, uh, uh, Microsoft and all those other companies are working <laughs> towards is the idea you wear some goggles that, for example, can put a computer screen in front. You know, I could put a computer screen in front of me. 
in a physical location that it wouldn't normally go yeah. or couldn't so the, normally the, go. So the, the demonstration <clears throat> at, that they did at the last Apple developer conference when they had the full 3D war games map yeah, where yeah. they you could see it on the phone and you could use your phone. Yeah, you want yeah. that except on your face. On oh, my face, yeah. So I don't yeah. need to look around and do stuff. I mean, the, the, the real dream is that you're working in a studio surrounded by virtual artists from yeah, around the world. I, I don't That's think PJ's it. problem is virtual or, or <laughs> augmented reality. It's reality. <laughs> Anyway, look, that, oh. but, that, but look, this is not, I'm not going, oh, this is going to happen and I'm going to do this next week. I mean, if I wanted that now, I'd take giant fucking photos of Everest and stick them up in my walls. That's not what I'm talking about. What I just wanted to do was tidy up my space all a little bit. All I wanted was a new bookcase. That's all I wanted. Was a new, and I went, I went to look at a new bookcase the other day, right? And we were looking, in, and the thing is, you go to and you go and say, I'd like a bookcase, and they go, what size? And you go, really big, like this size, but it doesn't. I don't want it necessarily just for books. I want it for all sorts of things and drawers. And they go, oh, well, you can do nothing like that. But they had a, um, a sideboardy thing, whatever it was, that sort of a kitchen, kitchen sideboard stuff. And it was like, that's perfect. That's the perfect shape and size. And it was beautiful. Old wood. Yeah. It was just really gorgeous. Like 400 quid or something. Reduced from 900 quid because it was on sale. And the reason it was on sale is because it was X-Display. And uh, I went, this is it. This is what I'm having. So I went, how much for those? Let me spend 900 pounds on old furniture that you're selling. You're trying to desperate, trying to get rid of. I went, yes, certainly. We don't deliver that. What? <laughs> How am I supposed to take that out? Why is it so hard to give people money? I don't is it, understand. Is it the amount? <laughs> is it, is it, I want to spend nine hundred. It's like, oh, have you ever, there's, not a, here. there's a great film called The Million Pound Note. Have you ever seen it? It's an no. old black and white movie where some one character gets a million. I think it might be an Alec Guinness movie, but it's around the same sort of time. No, it means nothing to you, Ron. Mm. Uh, it's called The Million Pound Note. He gets a million pounds during the war and he can't spend it anywhere. So he, everyone starts lending him things because they, no one has the money to break the million pounds. It's a brilliant film, but anyway, it's like an ealing comedy. But it was—it feels like that. And then the girl goes, "Wait, I've got a number of a guy who can deliver it for you, but okay. he's not one of our staff. We can't do it. He—you'd have to phone him and arrange it." I went, "Okay." That's it. So that did, how, did she say, give you a, no, an no, estimate she said, of that's, how? That's for you and him to talk about that. Okay. And I went, "That, do you know what? That's fine. It's worth three flights up, so it's going to be a pain in the ass to get it up, but it's doable." So I go out. Oh, I forgot I'm, about the stair. Like it yeah. looked heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Oh. I mean, if, say, if it goes to me, it'll cost 900 quid. I'll go, do you know what? That's a, that's a bargain as far as I'm concerned to get that if, up, yeah. upstairs, up my stairs. Yeah, you, you're on. But you're going to deliver it into the room of my choice? Yeah. Yes. yes. Into the room of... <laughs> yes. Okay, fine. It might be easier to get it up the Everest. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, and Annette goes, my wife Annette goes, who is much smarter than I am in so many ways. Goes I, I can make, think of one choice you could have made better. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair assessment um, she, she says to me she goes um, she goes I, oh no this is the thing I, I also said I said so I can pay put, buy this now she went yeah you can buy this now you can pay for it now you're not allowed to take it away until May I went what, what? May May this is April May uh, I went, why not? She says, well, it's this X display. We can't sell it until we get a new display model. So that's why. And I went, all right then. But it if makes it, no sense to me, but fair enough. If they're selling the X display She says, you models, have to give us the money now, and then you can take it in May. But if they're selling the X display models, the display models are intended to entice people to buy yeah. one that they will do. Yeah. If they're selling the that, display the way, models, that, think, Im- that implies that they no longer have... I don't this think. Yeah, I think. I, think they, I don't think they have any of those ones to, to sell, but they've got a big gap there. Then, so I mean, that that's what I was thinking. Somebody said to me on Twitter, "Why didn't you offer to buy the display model of the Curry's one?" Because they had one on display. Oh, the iPads, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I responded by saying, "Because then they wouldn't be able to lure customers in and to, to bash them on the head and say we're not selling you one of these I, because I, we don't have one." So, so anyway, I said to that, I said, "Look, they've got those. They don't deliver them. That's fine." It's, it's like 900 pounds they don't deliver them but they've got a man who can but I can't have it till May and she went what if they're out of business then I went oh oh shit that's killed it for me so there's like 900 pounds I didn't yeah. spend there I didn't spend 900 pounds going to New York and I went I just want to spend 900 pounds I just want to spend my money I've got so much money in contrast to that story I went to M&S to buy a pillow <laughs> 
I wanted a pillow. I wanted they a new pillow. They couldn't break a thousand I'd, have, I'd been having a sore neck and I wanted, a, I wanted to try a pillow. Oh man, we got I, a new bed. I've got to tell you about that. I found... We're not doing no, that. No. <laughs> I, I, they had like these pillows hanging up on things so you could put your head down and like kind of give them a bit of a... Because they all come like vacuum sealed oh, now. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. Like, you have a bit of a squeeze, put your head down and whatever. And I find the one. I was like, yeah, this, this feels like I don't this know, is going to really... Would you get it if it was like held horizontally? Was, yeah, like you, you, could, you could lift is, them is down off signaling it. that it's horizontally. Like they were kind of like held on hangers. Like a slab of meat hung on a meat hook yeah. is the way I'm picturing They're it. on like hangers and you could take it down. And but like, it, oh, you could yeah, take it yeah, down. Yeah, you get headless. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't feel great about it, but... So anyway, I find I find the pillow, and I said, "Can I have one of these?" And she's, "Oh yes." Yeah. So she went back and got it because we don't have any. So, okay. This is why Amazon are winning. This is why Amazon are going to make so That's much fine. money anywhere else. Is there any chance that I can buy this display one? And she said, "Oh, the display pillow." And I said, "Yes, the display pillow. This uh, like I, I've I've been having back problems. I, this I this I feel, feel like this will help. I'd like to buy this one." She goes, "Oh, I'll speak to the manager." So she went off and got the manager, and the manager said, "Yes, no problem. We'll we'll sell you the display pillow." <laughs> so finally, I took, I, I took it. I took it up to the counter and I put it down. And the girl behind the counter, the manager says, "Yes, we're selling the display model." And the girl goes, "Oh, there's there's no barcode on the display model because it's the display model." She goes, "Oh, um, right. So uh, give us a pound." <laughs> <laughs> oh, if that had happened and I there, thought, and Curry's, I would have been dead just happy. To, to, for the pillow? And she said, yeah, just give us a pound. And she said, oh, wait. And I thought, oh, yeah, she's cottoned on now to, to what's happening. Do you need a bag? And I said, <laughs> yes. And she goes, give us £1.5p. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a new pillow. Well, that's a lovely, lovely no, story. You got, you got a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, listener, that crunching uh, noise you hear is the train being derailed completely. <laughs> so right, we, let's re- let's talk about reviews. You were going to review yeah, that we, pillow, we, weren't we, you? Oh yeah, the, I mean the pillow was was high up on my list of things to review. Well, yeah, before the fact we talk that I can about turn that, my head this way well, to talk well, to you well, is we haven't, we haven't to the heard pillow. from PJ in a while. So <laughs> PJ, do you have something to talk about? Oh, I, this this has made me really angry. Oh, <laughs> is it someone else that you tried to spend? Give nine hundred pounds to and they refused. No, 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 no. You know some TV series where like they focus really like intensely on one character in some seasons in one episode. Like, yeah, I'm aware of the PJ show. Yes. <laughs> I just feel like we're having one of those seasons where like there was no one in the writers' room to fight for Scott and Ron. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm sleeping with the writer. The That's writers, why the writers' strike is happening. <laughs> and PJ got scabs in to write. I got scabs they from got, writing. They, got, they broke the picket lines. Now, that said, PJ's life is like a badly written sitcom. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I mean that that did yeah. that did read like a Mr. Bean episode. Yes. I went to the shops and they wouldn't take my money. It's straight out of like the Seinfeld cutting room floor. I'll happily withdraw. Like, if you guys can... I mean, no, there's an agenda and we're episode, sticking to it. <laughs> last episode, you barely said a word, Ron. So, you know... And, uh, Scott, I was self-conscious. <laughs> we put a camera on him Scott? and he just clammed up. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Uh, What's our time like? <laughs> so there was, a, there was a review that went up not long ago of <clears throat> some issues of, uh, well... Most particularly the issue of Bond. James Bond M, yes. Well, there, there, let me let me open it with a... I mean, I, you, you try not to pay too much attention to reviews, but there was an article in some uh, reasonable newspaper, American newspaper, about James Bond M. And the first, the first and only comment that I saw said, Oh, I suppose they had to make some character a black person just for political correctness. I thought, well, that guy's a dick. But uh, I also thought, well, he's never been to London. You know, it's a very multicultural city. So, you know, so, yeah. So Unlike okay. Belfast. Unlike Belfast, yes. Um, but, yeah, there, there's a there's a guy who goes by the name of Comics and Diversity on on um, Twitter. He's got a big bee in his bonnet. Weirdly. It's about, an ironic name. It's <laughs> an ironic name. Ironically, he's got a big bee in his bonnet about comics and diversity in comics and has, has started this hashtag, uh, which is... 
hashtag move the needle. And his plan, his great overall plan is instead of boycotting things, which is a big thing people are doing, uh, he is intending to make everyone, drive everyone towards comics that, that don't, you know, that are not SJWs and don't do this and don't do that. And, so, and then they're going to move the needle. So he quite successfully sold one extra copy of James Bond M that I'm aware of. So there. Well, I, yeah, like uh, for anybody that, that I have been off Twitter for, I've mm-hmm. been back on since we started doing the show again because I thought I should be on for, you know, for doing all the, the, this sort of stuff. But I have been off Twitter for, for six or eight months uh, previous to this. So I missed... All of this. You are very lucky. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, so the, the guys well, I mean, I, to, to be fair, me I, I mean, I've missed a lot of it too because unless you are drawn into that circle, unless you're you're specifically pointed at and pulled into it, yanked into it in some way, you you don't know really you're involved or you know it's, yeah. it's, you're invisible to it. Yeah. Uh, and the, the first sort of notion that I got was somebody tweeted at me and said, oh, Red James Bond M, uh, thanks to Comics and Diversity, hashtag move the needle. I thought, oh, okay. What the, can I, is there a meaning behind move the needle? Yeah, the not, move, move the needle is to, like when you bit. press the gas on a car to move the needle. Oh, so the, oh, sorry, I, I, I thought record. I, I think compass is probably more what they're aiming for. No, they, no, They want to no. change the direction of... No, no, they want to, they you know, when your, your levels on your microphone, they want to move that needle. They want to move it so that people, I mean, the idea is that, hey, look, if we go for comics that are all white people and don't happen to be, you know, that are pro-Nazi and, you know, or whatever, whatever his, his particular being his bonnet is, and we make the numbers of those jump by drawing our attention to it, the publishers of those will see that the needle has moved in that way. I mean, I mean, arguably... The, the comics, he, the, the compass thinks much better. He should be... <laughs> I, I'll tweet him later and tell him... <laughs> That's the metaphor you should go with. <laughs> this is metaphor of mood. Is it about drugs? <laughs> the, so yeah, it's yeah. The, the gist is that that he is it's, instead of boycotting, he's doing the opposite of boycott, which is getting people to, to look at things. So I watched the review uh, as you uh, yeah I watched pointed, the review as well. I pointed yeah. to his review of the James Bond comic, which was so kind of um, odd. Uh, I, I he seemed to, he seemed to really like it. He did, yeah, but in a, in the weirdest way. I mean, the 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 M, so M is a black guy and Money Penny's uh, a black woman in the James Bond comic. I, I, I was not party to whatever decisions were made in that, but it, they seem perfect. You know, I have no problems with that. It would seem weird to me to do a comic with all white people in it, especially yeah, well, that, that decision set was made in by Warren Ellis, wasn't it? Whenever he started the yeah the this new line <clears> of Bond comics, and he decided to make M a black black man. So. But yeah. I mean, is it? Is it any different? Like I just assumed that. Well, I, don't, it, I, I don't. I don't assume that M is the same in the same way that James Bond is the same James Bond. Yeah, yeah. I don't assume that M is the same person. No. I didn't assume whenever uh, Judy Dench took over that this was that she was the same. Person. She, yeah, that she, that she was the, trying the, to. Be, so <laughs> whenever I saw, I don't think the problem is that it's a different person. I think the problem is it's a different color. Oh, okay. So I misunderstood. So I thought the problem was that again they were in the same way that people uh, uh, there was an outcry whenever people said Idris Elba should be James Bond. Yeah, yeah. James Bond's not black. Yeah. I thought that the that the the cry was here. M's not black as opposed to M just. Is no, not no. A black there, guy there's in, in this in this in their worldview, the moment you you the moment you reinvent a character. So for them, it's okay to reinvent a character in certain aspects. One of those aspects, though, is not their their race or their gender. Those are yeah. those have, are taboo. You can have Bond be from Wales, Scotland, Ireland, as long as he's not from anywhere that there might be black people. Yeah, well, I mean, those places all have black people in them well, as well. So. Yeah, but as long as his ethnicity is completely yeah, well, as long white. as he's pure white, yeah, and then then they're very they're more than happy. Uh, and uh, so so and uh, but the thing is, what I sort of kind of find objectionable was that I'm you know. They're praising you for not putting in this SJW stuff and all that. You know, I mean, there's a whole bunch of terms you can learn. SJW, social justice warrior, I would assume was never a bad thing, but apparently it is. Uh, uh, virtue signaling, do you know what that is? Nope. Virtue signaling is the idea. So, but but weirdly, it's like they they they've they cleaved everyone in two. So there is. Uh, a bunch of people that go virtual signaling is bad that's whenever you go hey I do you know what I support this thing and also fuck them you know you're you're, you're, you're basically it's, saying it's here's basically trying, trying to gain sort of uh, social karma points by pointing out how progressive you are 
Okay. Yeah. And and you're only you're only for this because of how good it makes you look. Oh right. Okay. But okay. but I mean, but also, you know, what what point does virtual? What 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 point does being a nice, normal, reasonable human being turn into virtual signal? You know, I mean, I. Ex- I said to someone once, I was at a comic convention with my friend Rob and someone offered me a book to read and I said, thanks very much, I'll take that away and read it. I had no intention of doing so. And uh, that was fine. And he said, well, what if I, can I, uh, I mean, I, I didn't take it and think, I am never going to read this, it's shite. I just took it and went, I just know I'm never going to get a chance to read it. It's just the way things are. You there's never tons get of, like not saying that that book was bad, but there's tons of really good books that you haven't read. Yeah, yeah. That, a, you, that you know were really good. There's a lot good. of my own stuff I don't yeah, read. So, you know, uh, but but the, the idea of saying, yes, thanks very much, I'll take that. Is that virtue signaling? Is that saying I'm a better person than I'm, I really am? Well, it's certainly I'm bragging that you can read. <laughs> Because I knew full right, full well. I was probably never. I know. I mean, and when he said, "I'll tweet you about it," I went, "Do you know what? I'm probably never going to read it." And then I handed it back to him. <laughs> yes. Jesus, I I can't I can't. There's a point where the social graces break down for me, where I don't understand how I'm supposed no. to be. No. <laughs> really? Is that point around the age of nine? People go, you're very good in social situations. I go, yeah, like the PG Tips monkey. I'm all right up to a point, and then there comes a thing where I'm not well trained for, and suddenly I'm. You're really flinging... good in social situations as long as you're on roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> Soon you're flinging shit and trying to suck tea out of the end of the pot. <laughs> and so anyway, anyway, the the yeah, so social social justice warrior is a person who will talk a lot about. I mean, in their worldview, as a person, but but the thing is, what I've found is these terms mean. Jordan like, Blair, she's one of them. Yeah, yeah. They, they, um, they, they use these words as pejoratives uh, from... I mean, they'll use them as pejoratives and then other people will cling on to them and go, well, there's nothing wrong with this. This is a good thing. Which is how I view this. And it's almost like these are how the sides are set up. Which which kind of speaks to, I think, how... Um, you know, the whole... Th- I, I just don't necessarily think we're designed to, to get on with a lot of people. Well, it's, it's, it's the sort of, the, you know, the use of political language. I hear people kind of complaining about liberals and I'm like but being liberal is good isn't yeah, it yeah, the, like, liberals <laughs> being liberal used to be an okay thing I thought it's very confusing when you're old because when I, you get older they, all these things start having different meanings and, and, and suddenly you're like going but that's not what used to that used to be I used to be with it I used then to they, know, then they, they changed, changed what it was <laughs> Ugh. So anyway, it's strange and scary. But, uh, yeah. but you, you, it sounds like I'm gonna have to leave Twitter again. Yeah. Would you, you, let, you watch that review and you have a little favorite bit, don't you? When he said, "Oh yeah," when he said that he felt that the artwork was good in a bit of an indie style, and he thinks that the artist in a couple of years is going to be quite good. <laughs> so fuck you. I, I agree with that. <laughs> You too. Fuck you. Fuck you. But Fuck I mean, everyone. I, like I, I, I don't know who the guy is. I never heard of him before. I watched the video. He is. He, a, he like he he liked the book. Well, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> like he like he, he liked the book. Hitler liked your book. I'll take that too. <laughs> <laughs> and they say he's all bad, but he's not. He's not. He was a good artist. In a couple of in a couple of years, he'll be. <laughs> well, I suppose I mean, you can't really fault the guy for not having heard of you. I mean, yeah, no, no, no. I have no problem with that. I have no problem. I think the problem I have is that that he has weaponized the book in a way. I mean, he's weaponized it to be on his side because it isn't. It doesn't, or at least it doesn't fall into these social justice traps that I assume exist out there. You know, it's it's a good story, well told. That's all I'm. Although I did have a couple of black people, and I'm a bit surprised at that. And it's like going, well, you know, I, I don't know. There seems to be this worldview that people are deliberately changing things just to, to flag up their credentials as good people. Uh, and yet, I think what they're forgetting is the world has changed. The world is different than it was. And if you, if you ignore that, then you're, you're making a statement by ignoring that. Like, if I were to draw uh, a comic strip about uh, kids in a school playground 20 years ago, they would all be little white kids in Belfast, right? But now, like, you know, my kids' friends are Chinese and, um, you know, they're, they're from all over the world. There's a big range of people there. And they get on... And it would be... If I drew a little com- comic strip with, of all just white kids and said it now, you, 
if you went had gone to a school and seen those kids, you'd go, that's not what schools look like, yeah, right? Yeah, be dishonest. Yeah, it would be. It would be dishonest, and you'd be making a deliberate political choice to do that. So to actually recognise the reality of the world as is now, I, I don't know whether it's a kind of, the world shouldn't change and we don't like it, or it's what's happened is they've insulated themselves away from the world and so they don't like anything that's different well, about I, it. I think there's a large, I mean, the larger reason, I mean, it's a bit like what, kind of what uh, Steve Bannon was trying to do with the, the Trump presidency when he realised was, if you want to change people's minds, you have to change the culture. Yeah. And when people can visibly see the culture changing, they feel like they're losing the war. Yeah. And the war, what they see is white supremacy, white dominance in the media, white sort of prevalence in literature and movies and... Yeah, it's vanishing. And, you know, it's being you know, eroded away. I mean, you, you, you know, as far as, they're con- as far as they can you, see. You see the subtle coding of, of the language when they complain about music and they always complain about hip-hop and R&B and what they really mean is black artists making yeah. music. You know, and, the, and there's... You know, there's an awful lot of that going on, and uh, you know, this is just the next front of it, is, bla- is Look, black characters if, in comic books. If three know. white people can't sit around at a podcast talking about how hard done by the world is, uh, and then I don't know what... <laughs> Complaining what... that they can't spend £900 in two different places. <laughs> three different places, sorry. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I, I mean, fuck that guy, I don't like him. I don't like, I don't like his whole... I like that he liked the book. <laughs> <laughs> He's clearly got good taste. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. Um, but you know, fuck him generally, and, and I, just, I, I really just object to to the. I say somebody tweeted at me and said, "Yo, hashtag move the needle," and it was it was weaponizing the book that I did that was just a fun little romp, you know, and it, it's but just kind of it's annoying. Again, I, I I don't know, maybe I I, I just is lost to me. How is giving a positive review to a book with two central black characters? But that, that, but needle. that was a negative. That yeah, was, but that was the, that, that was, was kind of the thing I don't approve of in this book is that. And but also, but but at least there wasn't a message about that. At least it wasn't about that. I mean, you know, it's yeah. A, his, it's, his his argument was there's black characters in this, but at least the fact that they're black isn't front and center because that would be I'd have an issue with that. I think was, was, was oh, okay. the problem. So. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just uh, I think I mean the, you've read the book. Yes. No. Oh, no. <laughs> We've established that you haven't read the book still. No. Uh, okay. Uh, not not quite enough. Having a character named after you and you being drawn in the book wasn't quite enough to move the needle there. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I yeah. Hashtag gets got to read a comic. Yeah, it's going to take a lot for me to read a book. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. What about all those books you've got on your shelf? Never read them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of books I've never read as well. I yeah. keep hoping that through osmosis they'll come in. And then at the same time, I keep thinking I should just give, get rid of them all. But There's I a prostitute in From Hell looks a bit like you, Scott. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no, I did read that. I hated that. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. Did we not talk about that in like years ago? Oh. I don't know, but now seems like a good time to segue towards reviews. Reviews, yeah. Let's talk about reviews. What have we got to review? So what were we going to talk about, yeah. Before we got derailed. Um, Sorry. Well, we fil- there's a lot of films to review. We've right? got lots so of films to review. The far- Foreigner. Foreigner. Yeah, we did promise which we, we promised to review the Foreigner, so yeah. we better review it now. Did you see the Foreigner? Scott? I did see the Foreigner. It's and for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's on Netflix uh-huh. uh, in the UK, and it's the 99 cent <clears throat> rental. On oh, I know it's by the time this comes out, it's not going to be, but it was the 99 cent rental for iTunes. And the important uh, thing to explain to people is the price and where to get it on <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> What? <laughs> Maybe a plot synopsis, some sort of summary about I what it's about. I let people know that if you haven't seen it, it's widely available. Anybody, we have we have a number of <laughs> I listeners. A completely blank face he I, had when I was trying to say. We have a number of listeners in the US who cannot watch it on Netflix. Okay, okay. Well, okay, it's, so got a, it's got a cinematic release in the and, US. And yes. we still haven't explained what it's about. No, The Foreigner Go, is Jackie Chan it? versus The Ra. <laughs> And to make that even clearer, it's the IRA. The IRA. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. And, and Jackie Chan uh, plays... With a stunning, uh, stunning portrayal of, of Jerry Adams uh, by way of Martin McGuinness. By, um, yeah, it's by a strange Pierce amalgam Pierce. Of, the two, of, yeah. of the two sort of... Uh, As definitely not Jerry Adams. Apparently Pierce they're real Brosnan. people too. I wasn't really sure about that. But yeah, Jerry Adams and Martin McGuinness are real people. <laughs> <laughs> and Pierce Brosnan is playing an amalgam of these He's two people. He's playing both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Jackie Chan is a, a restaurant owner whose daughter is killed in an IRA bomb in London. But importantly, for a film like this, former special forces 
in the Former. Chinese army. Yeah. But since has moved off to London, is now an old man uh, who, who delivers Chinese food and his daughter's a student in London. She gets blown up by an IRA bomb, which is pretty much the plot of a lot of, uh, isn't it, Clear and Present? No, Clear and Present Danger. The Steven Seagal films, it's a lot of that. Yeah, it's, it's very, fairly typical of... Uh, uh, Patriot Games. Patriot Games, yeah, Patriot yeah. Games. So, so uh, and then uh, in order to find out, find out who is the cause of this bomb, he goes on the hunt for the Ra in Belfast! Yay! <laughs> Although he never actually sets foot in Belfast. Does he not? Oh, no, no he does. He's definitely, he's, on, he's in Rugby Avenue. Yeah, he's in Luton. Though. I mean, he, no, he's not in Rugby Avenue. There's a house that he fights in that is yeah. definitely in Rugby Avenue. Jack, Jackie no, 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 Chan no, no, was no, never no, in Belfast. Let's, let's get this clear, because at one point they say, the Chinaman's hiding out in Wellington Park. And I'm like, I used to live in Wellington Park. <laughs> and this isn't it. This isn't it. <laughs> yeah. And, and then when he gets off the Stena line in Larne and drives from Larne to Belfast. Again, we don't see Jackie Chan. We don't see Jackie Chan. No, we, we see, see a, a drone footage of a van. Yeah, I'll do the film, but I'm not going to that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think what, what I do think, though, is they actually did a really good job in shooting not in Belfast and making it look like Belfast yeah, as yeah. someone who is from Belfast normally it's the other way right yeah, <laughs> Belfast like Belfast is used a lot for as a substitute for English cities mm. like shows like Line of Duty and the um, Line of Duty uh, and the a couple fall? of other films well, the fall, the fall is, is set, I, the fall the is problem set with Line of, I think we might have talked about this before but the problem I have now with Line of Duty is that once I realised it was filmed in Belfast, but that all location names are bluffed. There's lots of they they, they go to hospitals called City Hospital. They, the police department's called the Police Murder Department. They, yeah, but it's not set in Belfast. <laughs> no, it's not set in Belfast, but but it's also not set anywhere. No, it's there's not, no mention yeah. of a specific town no, or anything. It's not. it's not set anywhere. But what I what I mean is Belfast has doubled for oh, UK yes, cities yeah, yeah. for a long time. So, but it's interesting to see. Belfast be played in, played out in another city yeah, yeah. Uh, but actually be realistic well, they, they, and be... there's a bit so there's a bit in the film where Jackie Chan is in I think Wellington Park and he, it's, you know, he's in a four story building or yeah. something and and it looks like those little houses that are in Rugby Avenue that are really they're just the student, tight they're just corridors they're just student houses yeah, yeah. student houses where tight corridors big rooms uh, and he, this whole fight sequence where he goes down, down the stairwell and out the backyard and it was like it was. I was like watching it, going, "Yeah, that looks like a place I've been to in Belfast. That yeah. that looks like a real place." And then somebody asks somebody, the two Ra members are talking. He goes, "Did you catch him?" And he goes, "No, he went down that thing and he went out the room like a fucking monkey." <laughs> there is, which I think someone from Belfast would say. About yeah, Jackie Chan. there is an awful lot of use of the word Chinaman. Well, it was called that... the book is originally called the Chinaman. Well, I did not. I mean, I didn't know it was based on a book that's, to start that's with. True, but I mean, there's a different expression that you would expect them to use in Belfast. Oh yeah, yeah, that they, they do mean, not they, use. Yeah, yeah, they definitely avoid the the, the racial epithet. Yeah, but but, but they, even at that, epithet like epithet, epithet, even at that, like I, Chinaman is still a word where you you kind of go, oh. Well, the, you, that's it. Yeah, I mean, so you were you were annoyed that the bad IRA men were racists. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. I, I just thought it was. I just thought, yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, what are they going to say? Here comes the tourist. Have you killed the tourist yet? That have you killed that delivery did, guy? Did you want one of them to turn to? Please, Paddy, East Asian man. <laughs> <laughs> Do not assume his nationality. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's very very fun it is it's, it's a very lot, fun and, it's a, like a hundred times and I would like, I should, we should point out it's directed by um, by the same director of Goldeneye and Casino Royale mm. uh, Martin Campbell oh yes yes um, who also directed the terrific I, I BBC watched, series I, Edge of Darkness I watched I saw the advert for it I thought this looks hilarious and I thought I'm just going to watch this because it would be really funny yeah. and stupid and it was actually a really it's good very entertaining. It's very entertaining. The worst thing about it is Jerry Adams. <laughs> Pierce is, is Pierce Brosnan's Jerry Adams accent. Yeah. And the thing about it is, I don't understand. If he wasn't going to be playing, and in quote marks, Jerry Adams, then why is he trying to do a Jerry Adams impression? Yeah. He's, like, Pierce Brosnan is Irish. Yeah, from Cavan. Yeah, he should just, just do his own accent, and yeah. that'll be fine. Because the biggest thing that took me out of the film was hearing his accent just here, jump yeah, all over the map he's got the beard and yeah it's, it's kind of it's, it's weird isn't it the least compelling the least 
real thing is the Irishman playing an Irishman. Yeah, it's very, it's odd. very, it's very. Strange. But it's a great little film. It really does go a bit First Blood towards like the last sort of yeah, third. It's, yeah, it's very like First Blood, isn't it? It's very like, but it's like a lot of those action movies where an older guy comes out of retirement and has to. It's the same as the Last Man, you know, the the I'm nearly retired trope. It's that yeah. kind of that kind of thing. Well, and, it's it's the same sort of um, you know. Grindhousey revenge type thing that is the other film we're going to talk about, which is um, I am applauding that segue. Well, I could see it coming. See, we just draw attention to it, PJ. It it becomes less smooth. Yeah, and the clapping was very unnecessary. (laughs) I mean, I I appreciate the applause. Don't get me wrong. But yes, we were also going to chat about uh, Brawl and Cell Block 99. No, shit, that's not what I was thought you were talking about. Oh my god, (laughs) what you were going to say? The the bad day for the cut. No, I haven't watched it yet. Have you not watched it? No. Oh, bad day for Well, we should, we should, one of the, one of the henchmen that you're talking about in the stairwell fight scene in, uh, in The Foreigner oh, is yes, one of the main henchmen the in Bad there Day for the Cut. There are only five actors in both of us. Yeah. <laughs> bad Day for the Cut is very like that film in, in that it's, it's, I mean, the start of it is essentially, um, so Bad Day for the Cut is uh, a Northern Irish, um, what do you call it? It's sort of a thriller. It's a, rev- a revenge, revenge kind of farmer noir. Yeah, it's a, it's a very um, interesting little film, I think, because this this kind of country boy who doesn't really, you know... He keeps himself to himself, himself is very softly spoken. And he lives with his mother, he's looking after his mother, and his mother is killed. And he discovers that the guys that, that killed her are coming back to kill him. And at that point, then the, the film sort of takes off. Yeah. And, and uh, it's, it's basically him trying to figure out why his mother was killed. And also at the same time, it's very like that Jackie Chan film. And, you know, he's sort of hunting down the bad guys that... that, that and there's little, little twists and turns in the bad guys. A lot of kung, kung fu, is there? <laughs> Well, that's yeah. No, there's that's, less kung fu than you think. There's a lot of farmer foo. Yeah, <laughs> and the farmer, farmer foo is just using that crazy farmer strength just yeah. to throw boys about. Well, the, the, I, I I watched it. I kind of sat down. I thought, you know, for a revenge thriller, this guy's killed no one. I think he killed one guy right it at the start. It doesn't doesn't kill a lot of people. Doesn't no, kill a lot no. of people. He's not, a lot he's, of people he's not, killed. He's, he wants answers more than he wants. Yeah. Uh, he's a good Catholic boy. Like he's yeah yeah yeah. 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 I mean, I I worked extensively on the film. Um, uh, so and it's a it, it does parallel film. it does parallel the, the 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 foreigner a lot it does it does feel like it, it feels like a lot of parallels into the foreigner there, yeah it, I think so. right it, down to the villains and the villains motivations but it, maybe it's just I saw the same actors and I got and it's, oh, that's, that's doing the same thing I feel like the the tonally they are quite different um well, I the foreigner's kind of glossy revenge thriller and this is the, this is very sort of it, it Bad Day for the Cut real. is a lot softer. Yeah, there's there's a lot more nuance and a lot more I, intent. I like I like how little concession there is to anyone who doesn't understand Northern Adam farmers. I Even the I, the title Bad Day for the Cut. Yeah, that's an expression. That, that, that which is. I don't know what it means, yeah, but I know it's a farmer thing. It is a farmer thing. It, it's it's um, a Bad Day for the Cut is a day where you wouldn't go out for the. Um, Cut the to cut the to cut the the, the crops basically. Okay. It's like it's a bad day for the cut, and if it's a bad day for the cut, it's a bad day for everything. For yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a lot more subtle and a bit more nuanced in terms of its themes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they are they are kind of similar, um, in in some respects. But it's I just think it's a Great really really in interesting in film. Um. Yeah, and I think it, it's it's also available worldwide on Netflix, mm. um, which so people can check that out. And I don't want to give too much away because there is some nice twists and turns. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's a debut feature film um, by Chris Mullen, who is currently directing episodes of Tin Star for Sky Atlantic. Right, okay. um, so yeah, you should check out Bad Day for the Cut. Now, speaking of brawls... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this film, so I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah. You can talk okay. amongst yourselves. So we're going to talk about uh, the last film we're going to talk about is Brawl in Cell Block 99, which I just watched this afternoon. Okay. I keep thinking it's Brawl in Cell Block H. Blah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that we could have felt like finished off the the Northern Ireland trilogy yeah, yeah. with a Brawl in Cell Block H. Well, um, I mean, that, it does allow me to bring in my story of the time I met Vince Vaughn in the limelight. I met Vince Vaughn in the limelight. Oh, you must have known him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I've never met Vince Vaughn. You've never been in the limelight. No, no. <laughs> no, that's, that's also true. He was here doing the documentary about the murals. I don't know what he was here doing. I, I, I asked him what he was doing. He says, "I'm just here visiting some friends." Yeah, no, he was, he was making a um, a documentary about the, some of the murals around Belfast and the history of murals, which I believe is also on Netflix. 
or at least it was at well, a time. Well, when was it? When, when did you meet him? Like years, like probably fifteen okay, years yeah, that's ago. Okay, yeah, the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's enormous. He's which really is something tall, that... and he was not interested in talking to me because one, I'm not blonde, and two, <laughs> my tits are really, really, we're really small then. <laughs> um, Art of conflict is the so the the brawl Vince, is the Vince Vaughn uh, documentary. Art the of conflict. brawl in cell block nineteen um, is the second film by the, I can't remember his name yeah I'm just going to look it up now the, the same writer and director who did uh, Bone Tomahawk which oh I've heard great um, things about Bone Tomahawk I've yet yeah, to steal myself it's to S. Craig Zoller is his name um, so he also wrote and directed The Brawl in Cell Block 99 so um, yeah I haven't watched Bone Tomahawk yet and partly because something happened to me a wee while ago where I stopped enjoying films that kind of celebrated violence for violence sake Okay, uh, and I I heard lots of reviews saying that Bone Tomahawk is exceptionally violent, and and uh, I and I kind of just put me off watching it for some reason because that's that's what everyone talked about. Yeah, there is. I there, felt like that after I had kids. It was just really hard to stomach pure violent films that I would have previously enjoyed. Childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> there is. I mean, in Bone Tomahawk, there is one scene in specific that they talk that they are talking about. They won't mention it because they don't want to spoil anything. <clears throat> but there is one specific act mm. that happens in Bone Tomahawk that is what everybody talks about. Well, I heard about the film because Pat Oswalt uh, watched it one night in a hotel and kind of live tweeted it, and I thought it sounded mm. interesting. And then he got to that scene and couldn't stop going on about it. I'm not going to talk about it here because I, I genuinely don't want to spoil it it is quite brutal but I I don't feel like well we'll talk about the, the well Cell Block 99 has got a few moments like that yeah Cell Block 99 <laughs> does and it, so basically what happens is Vince Vaughn gets laid off um, and uh, has to go back to working for his drug dealer friend um, and ends up uh, getting yeah through a series arrested. of through a series of uh, machinations he ends up in prison yeah um, and whilst in prison, he is blackmailed into killing a man. Otherwise, they're going to get his wife. They're going to go after his well, wife. Well, they've, ta- they've taken his wife already at this point, who is pregnant, and they've basically threatened to do awful things to the unborn child. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he and the, the the problem is that he's in a minimum security prison because what he did wasn't that bad, and he was only on a five year stretch. He has to get himself from the minimum security prison into the maximum security prison, okay. and then kill the guy in the maximum okay. security prison. Otherwise, they're gonna they're yeah. gonna do horrible things to his wife and child, um, and he solid plot proceed. Yeah, it's uh, he and he proceeds just to do everything that you would imagine yeah. you have to do to get yourself from minimum security into <clears throat> maximum security. Yeah, uh, and then carry uh, up, on. From up there. until that point, he's shown to be kind of a, a guy who has a temper, but who's trying to move away from, you know, yeah. indulging the violent side of himself. Yeah. And then at this point, he just kind of very calmly snaps a guy's arm in half. Yeah. I think he's one of those guys that he knows how incredibly strong he is, and he has obviously had to use it in the past. And at this stage, as the character, as the character, yeah. yeah. And and is is at this point, I don't, I don't need to prove to anyone how big and how strong I am. Yeah. I don't want to unless I'm, you know, unless I'm provoked. Yeah, that's how um, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so he gets so he makes his way into the maximum security, and then there is a brawl in cell block ninety nine. Okay. Um, and oh right, it, I thought the brawl in cell block was what led him to like the whole. It, no, he no, it feels like cell block ninety nine is his ultimate destination. So, so, yeah. so he just has to go through cell block ninety ninety one ninety two ninety three. Ninety nine is the end 99. level boss. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So I would say yeah. I mean, I, I don't think the film has anything really of value to say, but. Okay. It is very enjoyable. Yeah, okay. it's 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 in, in that sort of grindhousey, just you know, cathartic violence type. Yeah, way. I th- yeah, the violence is spectacularly choreographed, okay. and not in a like the raid kung fu kind of way, but just in a very visceral and brutal bone crunching. Like yeah, and in a way, we've never seen Vince Vaughn before. I mean, I was kind of trying to rack my brain, trying to think when, what the last significant Vince Vaughn role even was. He was. Heard. He was in that remake of Psycho. He was. He did play. He did play Norman Bates in yeah. the Psycho. We had to study that in film studies. What you had to uh, study it, the remake. The remake. Yeah, we had to. We studied them both. We studied. Oh the yeah, yeah. What remake. the differences? The choices yeah. In um, so yeah, it's an interesting turn for Vince Vaughn, and I think he's terrific in it. Mm. 
I think he genuinely is. I, I, you know, I forget Wedding Crashers. <laughs> Whenever I watch a movie like this, he just kind of sinks right into the role. Yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty. I mean, impressive. It's, it's one of those roles where I don't think it's much of an acting challenge. You just kind of have to go blank a lot of the time. But his physicality in it is really quite impressive. You know, he he's, he doesn't have to emote very much at all. No. He kind of just calmly accepts what's going on and formulates his plan. Yeah. Kind of moves sort of inexorably towards the end you know when it, it, he's kind of like the shark in this Jaws type thing yeah. where he, he just is barreling towards the ultimate end of the movie he's, but, he's a, he feels uh, at no point do you feel that he's not at least going to get to his destination yeah. he's not going to be stopped um, and I, I think between okay. that and Bone Tomahawk and um, S. Craig Zeller, Zeller um, has another film coming out this year uh, starring Vince Vaughn again um, and Mel Gibson as two disgraced corrupt cops who are kicked out of the force and have to turn to a life of crime yeah, to when keep I their saw, heads above water when um, I saw that he was going to work with Mel Gibson I was like oh, figures yeah that, that seems of, like a real feels, feels like, like a, the sort of person who would be interested in being in the sort of films that this guy makes yeah know? yeah. <laughs> um, so Dragged Across Concrete is out this year um, which I think sounds delightful Um does Bone Tomahawk look like uh, Cell Block H? I didn't like the... It looks really digital. It does have... It does, uh, that's, It looks very coloured. They've gone for a very, very cold colour palette and it's obviously a palette that they have decided to go with in post. Mm-hmm. It hasn't necessarily been shot for that, uh, which is something that I did notice. I was, so I was it, trying it, to find out you know, what, you know, what sort of medium it was shot on and I just assumed it had to be like a, a red or an I, it, 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 it feels like a red I would, I, I'm sure IMDB can tell me but it does feel like it was shot on a red camera um, the Bone Tomahawk feel, it look, feels and looks a lot more like a traditional western yeah. it is set back then and you know it's got Kurt Russell in it it has a, it has a much more traditional that's what I was feeling. I mean there was, there was one point during uh, Cell Block um, 99 where I was kind of I was really enjoying it because it was the first sort of 10 minutes of them being in the prison and they're sort of walking through the conventions of the prison mm. and I really enjoy um, films that kind of walk you through the real mundane day-to-day life of something that I have no experience of. Yeah. Like, um, and I was when I was watching it, I was kind of reminded of The Wrestler. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, where, where you're kind of watching these scenes of like him kind of you know, hiding razor blades in his body for whenever he's going to be, you know, have to cut himself later yeah. on and the various different bits and pieces, you know, that, that just goes into putting on a wrestling show. And I, you know, that's, that's the sort of thing that I, I always really engage me whenever it's like, you know, this, this is where you get your food every day. Here's where your things are kept. You know, you, you, and, and I like, feel like the film really benefits because it takes time at the very start. To, uh, without giving too much, I don't really think these are spoilers because they happen in the first 10 minutes of the film. He loses his job and finds out his wife has been having an affair in the first 10 minutes of the film mm-hmm. um, and then it goes Street Fighter 2 bonus round yeah on, he on does he, 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 he goes he, he fist fights with her car basically yeah. um, demolishes it with his bare hands yeah which is which is very impressive but the fi- the film takes time with that with the opening there and then cuts to 18 months later and you can see that they have patched up yeah. and it spends time with them then and then it's once he goes to jail it spends time on the searches that they go through when he's going in. It spends time with the um, him handing over his possessions, which I think is probably lasts for about seven yeah, or eight it's, minutes. It's, it's a really, it's a really long, long scene. That... Uh, but I think it adds a lot to the film whenever you're seeing because basically he keeps getting sent to the back of the line because yeah. he's not complying 100%. He's not being... Yeah, there's a the guy, there's the guy yeah, at the desk yeah. who's kind of like the soup Nazi. Yeah, yeah. And if he doesn't do it exactly right, he's like, go back in the queue and has to kind of go yeah. through this long process again. And it spends a lot of time and it feels very deliberate and yeah. it's, it's really nice and refreshing and they let the film breathe like yeah. that. It's not all like, okay. we're going to get in and out in 90 minutes and, and do this. This film is two hours and a lot of it is spent building. Do you, do you think they can do that? Because, I mean, the plot it seems to be quite linear. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so you can explore around those things. Yeah. You and could it, have cut it, all of that out and had a ninety-minute <clears throat> drug dealer into jail. We've got your wife yeah, yeah, going yeah. through X, but the film would have, you know, it would have been drastically different and yeah. nowhere near as good. Yeah. But to spend this time on what are character building elements yeah. is really interesting. Yeah, I, I was honestly expecting for ten minutes in, I thought I'm not going to enjoy this because I just, I, do, I could just see in my head the way it was going, 
and then it didn't quite go that way and I, I really had a, good, had a good time with it yeah yeah it's very very enjoyable um, don't think it's available on Netflix quite it's yet not, it's not I spent a good 15 minutes looking for it because yeah. I thought that's where Scott wanted me to watch it but um, uh, yeah you, you can get it on iTunes like Netflix or is really irritating when it doesn't when it doesn't have something because it doesn't really want to go we don't have this it, it sort of wants it you to you, go uh, yeah. here's a bunch of things maybe that you might like yeah. instead well if you, if you search for something it does say things like here's some movies like Brawl at Cell Block yeah Wedding Crashers Dodgeball <laughs> yes anyway that's, that's been our a, show that's been a episode 3 um so yeah, we'd love to get some reviews on iTunes if you could. I mean, it'd be lovely if you could just go there. Please review us on show. iTunes. It would be very useful. Uh, although I, I did review us on iTunes and it, it didn't come up. So it I didn't don't take, know. did it? It didn't take. So they, I don't know. Well, I tried to make the number of stars move, but it didn't do anything. I, put, so I, I sus- tried to put a star rating on. I suspect that it, it takes a while to fill. Hang on. So you both tried to review us? Yeah. And yeah. It I, I, I put five stars. And it's I'm a, not going to. Never occurred to me. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, you got to hack the system, man. I um, mean, to be fair, I listened to it and I thought it merited four and a half stars. You were like, would listen I again. thought, this is great. Yeah, I, I thought it was brilliant. I thought we had a brilliant theme tune. I really liked our intro theme tune. I really liked our exit theme tune. Those were my favourite bits. Yeah, I should probably that, say thanks to uh, my friend Tim who had given me a hand recording that theme tune the night before we recorded the, <laughs> the, the first episode. We were up to like two o'clock at his house sort of knocking out uh, it was great. And it's great. I was unsold on it in the first time I heard it, but now I've heard it a couple of times. I really liked it. Oh, okay. Because I liked our old theme tune. Our old theme tune was also great. Yeah, it was. Um, but, you know, I mean, if nothing else, we've done a, got a great theme tune. Yeah. Reviews for the true. theme tune yeah, alone. Re- yeah. It, it, reviews help us on. Uh, I should probably get used to sing on it as well. Sorry. <laughs> no. No, thanks. No, no, no. We're, I'm fine. That's I me. have many skills, but none of them involve singing. No. That's, that's me singing on the theme tune, by the way. <laughs> Just like this stuff. Um, do you yeah, make the theme tune a separate download somewhere for those people that want to listen who to Who just it? want to listen to the theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> those people who want to do their own version of the podcast. Hey, if you just want to download the podcast and listen to the theme song and nothing more, the download still counts. Yeah, it still so, counts you know, for us. Yeah, yeah. You know, we still pay boots. for the download. Yeah. Uh. Um, but yes, thank you for everyone who listened. We've had more listens than I expected us to have. Three. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and hello to... Listeners in Canada, Japan, France, Israel, Finland, Brazil, and Sweden. Okay, that's a wide coverage. I know. Somebody's got a really good VPN. Well, I did, I did notice that for the first few hours, most of the listens were coming from Cupertino. I did see that as well. And I think that's because somebody at Apple has to listen to this. So if you're still listening, <laughs> thanks. I thought maybe he'd passed it around Apple and went, this is so good, you guys. I, we never hear one that's really as good as this. You, you guys should all read this. That's interesting because there was like three or four downloads at Cupertino. And I thought, well, surely they only have to listen to it once. I mean, yeah. I, to be honest, I think it's probably automated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, we'll see you next week. And thanks for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.